Blog Talk Radio. I like you, do you like me too? Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. I like you, do you like me too? Check it. Check it. Check it. Uh-huh. Your mama told me that these days like this, falling in and out of love, ever since my first kiss. Hosh, gosh, for gosh, over walls with the straps hanging, her bike is shorts with the fanny pack swinging. That was the style when we first started wildin', playing hide and go seek, just to creep while we hide. Catch a girl, get a girl, don't stop, get a girl. If I could touch a bottle, was the man in my little world. The ignorance had us happy like a value meal. Playground dates and gotta worry about a bill. Passing notes through the class, getting caught, they laugh. Teach you read them out loud, I'm sitting back on mad night. Damn, I like her, but what if she don't like me? Now I'm feeling all scared of what the answer might be. I want to check yes, but I don't know. Well, why don't you know? Yes, 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 y'all. This is episode eight, Check Yes, Check No, the podcast. I am your MC Elixir, along with Q, my girl Tiff. We're both on the line right now. What up, ladies? Hey, can you hear me? Hey, Bex. Hey, Q. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Okay, good. My bad. My bad. Earlier, um, I was a little behind on getting things started. Uh, a little. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. This is this is number eight. Yeah, man. Like, first of all, I can't believe it's been eight weeks that we've been doing this. That's a strong commitment, and um. On top of that, it's just like I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I don't. I, I'm ready for it to come back already. I'm ready for it to come back already. I get last um, week was really was like my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Last week was crazy. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, Aunt Lil. Yeah, I I need it. I need it. I, but I, I I tell you what though. Um, on my next trip to Philly, uh, we're gonna do it live with Aunt Lil. So we um I don't know if we're gonna get on we I don't know if we're gonna get on Facebook live or or Instagram live but we're gonna do a check yes check no um live with Aunt Lil or we might go back to the studio she lives down the street from the studio so we might bring her in the studio and um just do it there and just you know film it from the studio but either way it should be fun um yeah, ladies and Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, I, I do have a, a Q crazy info on the line. I got Tiff. We need we need a nickname for Tiff. She really wants one bad. We we haven't figured it out yet, but um, we got to get her a nickname or something. She needs a radio name. I want name. a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I I gotta introduce I gotta introduce um. Let me let me just check and make sure that uh that 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 my people is here right now. Seven seven two eight. Are you there? Seven last four of your phone number seven seven two eight. Yo 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 yo, it's me it's me right. it's me I'm here. All right yeah 
Yeah, I, the 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 man, the myth, the legend himself he is a, is is available. So uh, I'm not even gonna introduce you. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Oh, <clears throat> oh, I got the fancy chimes in the background. Is that like theme music? Oh, no. what, what the hell is that? Um, excuse, excuse me, sir. You want to introduce yourself? Um, what's going on, y'all? Um, Oz Crowley here. Um, nobody special. Um, I just like to push buttons and make sounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? So, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm a, I'm about to let this uh. I'm going to let this line go, but just to explain what we're going to do for episode eight, we're really going to, um, we're going to let, uh, Q and Tiff take, take this over. Um, and we're going to get into the process of maybe making the mixtape, the process of the relationship form, as well as taking callers and whatever questions they may have. We also may play a couple of tracks off the, uh, the project, but this is, um, I'm letting Q and Tiff do this, but I I do want to check in. I got a caller on the line right now. I'm trying to get as many people on as possible, but uh, let me just see who this is. The last four digits are your phone number of five one zero six. Let's see if you there. You there? Five one zero six. All right, all right. Uh, are you anonymous today? Yep. All right, all right, all right. Shout out to anonymous. I just learned that I can mark people down. I can I can knock down, I can mark down their names so I already have anonymous in here. See, it's, it's kind of funny you could do that. Um, all right, yeah. So we're gonna get in the process. I'm a a Q Tiff. I'm gonna just let you all uh do do your thing, whatever that may be. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. You know what? I will go first because since this is this entire project is based on relationships, um, I think the the most obvious question for both of both you fellas will be where did your outlook on relationships come from? Uh you wanna go first? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Fair enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, so um well mine um my outlook on relationships came from um actually growing up in a household with uh, my grandparents. Um, so, you know, like I kind of, when I hear relationships or even when I dive into relationships, I, you know, one of the things growing up is that you become what you see. And, you know, so you, you to the best of your ability, you try to, you end up mimicking what you grew up seeing. So, you know, if you grew up in a marital household, a functional household or a dysfunctional household, which, are, which so have you, that's what you end up, you know, tailoring. So, you know, I prefer to tailor a functional relationship, you know, geared towards marriage and stuff like that. Uh, um okay. I, I I don't I don't have any of that. Sorry. Um, uh, um so so speaking for myself um so my relationship, uh, the chat room is open, just so y'all know, too. Just in case you got some <laughs> online people that don't want to chime in, uh, go ahead, create a name, get in the chat room. We'll take your questions there as well. But um, for me, my, my outlook on relationships uh, did not come from reality. Um, my outlook on relationships came from uh, there's this small show that maybe few people have watched in the past, but it's called The Cosby Show. Absolutely. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Cliff Cliff Huxtable was my you know, idea of what I wanted to be in a relationship. And uh, Claire Huxtable was my idea of what I wanted my wife to be. And, you know, the kids were what I wanted my children to be. Like, I saw that. I just, you know, I knew it was not reality, but it was the closest thing I could get to understanding of what things were supposed to be like. Um, my mother was, I, I, I don't even remember this. So, my mother met my father when they were in the military. Um, my father was pretty abusive, so, you know, she got away from that relationship, and I never knew my father. I never knew my father for the first 30 years of my life. I never even knew his name. So my mom did get into a relationship. Like, she was married to um, one of my brother's fathers, and for the first couple years um, that I can remember, you know, he was, he was dad. Yeah, he was dad. I didn't, I didn't know. Um, but they got divorced or broke up or something. All right. This is going to sound convoluted. Hold on. Let me get this to you. So my mom had a, had a husband. All right. Uh, we were living in England at the time. So my mom was getting out of the military and, you know, he wasn't in the military, but he went back to the States and then my brother and I had one brother at the time. We we went over to states um, after he did, and we were all supposed to get settled in as a family. Um, when we went to do that is when I learned that, you know, he really wasn't like my father. He was like a stepfather. I, I guess I may have knew that, but I wasn't really sure. But at that point in time, like, he started mistreating me, um, you know, like I was abused by him. Not like just like beatings, like you know, mm-hmm. I I learned quickly that I wasn't his, and and when we and when my mom came over from England, and we were all supposed to like settle in Philadelphia, what happened was, uh, he left, he just up and left, and she ended up finding out she was pregnant, you know, when she left, um, when he left, and after that, like. You know, my mom had never had like a, a consistent boyfriend or anything, so we never had like a, a another stepdad or anything. But I learned then that you know, like whatever my mom had, like I wasn't looking for that. So like I was looking for something else, and I happened to find that on a Cosby show. Um, but that, you know, my reality just was, in, I guess. Uh, pretty crazy contrast to what um the Cosby show had. And I mean I'm not gonna go into depth and start crying on y'all. But um but that's where I got it from. That's my long answer. Cosby show all the way. And I st- and I still pursue that to this day, just so you know. So Tiff, your I turn. Guess, um good 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 answers, fellas. Good good question, Q. Did we did we get um, it right? Well, I don't think it's a right, right or wrong answer. Uh, all, right, all right, all right. I don't think it's no right or wrong. I mean, the fact that you said you're still pursuing it means that you know you're still growing and within within yourself and within your relationship. So I I feel like that's what's up because you should always be trying to better yourself as anonymous just was saying the other week. Um, what was that last week? Um, but my question was, I guess since you know seeing the two of you creative minds collaborate. Um, and this wealth of music that's on the actual mixtape that's coming out, where did who came up with the 
with the samples, like who came up with the songs because you had some great tracks on there that um you know that you that you're sitting over and that you they asked remixed and everything. So how was that process? Like how many songs right. didn't make the album? Alright, so um I give you I give you my version of it. Um I had the concept of like I write I'm a songwriter, so I've been writing songs, you know, forever. And I usually have all these personal songs that I don't I don't really do anything with them. Um so like I may like remix an acoustic track. Like there was one I had I, I did a song with um uh an acoustic version of Adam Lambert song of an Adam Lambert song. And um, it was pretty good, but you know, I didn't want to do anything. It was like very personal, but it made me think of just like all these relationship songs that I have. And, and Jazzy Jeff says something on, um, on one of the social media sites. And he's just like, you know, I guess this is playlist retreat um, thing. And he was just saying like, don't die with the music inside you. Like you gotta let it out. Like like what are you doing? Don't waste it. And so I decided like look, I'm not gonna waste any of his music. I'm gonna just put it out and and just run with the whole concept. So I just wanted to do a project based on relationships. I wanted to tell my truth and um so that's how it began. And then I started looking for songs that did just spoke to, you know, whatever I was whatever I was feeling. Because mainly as a as an MC or like a hip hop person, I don't think like softly, so it's kind of hard to right. it's kind of hard to put myself in a position that you know when I think of rap, I just think like rapping like hard. But this one, I wanted to be a little more vulnerable. Um, so I just took R and B songs, you know, because they're already vulnerable. Put some you know lyrics to it, and um, and I went to record in Philadelphia, and my original producer, um couldn't come through he couldn't come through with the tracks that i needed in the time i needed and so uh my man baby black introduced me to oz crawley and from there th- this dude took like the ideas that i had and and he like made them happen like i just came to him like with this vague this vague understanding of what i wanted to do and i had one song mm-hmm. as an example and then from there, he just, I guess I'll let him explain what he did from there. I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, I was only supposed to record. I was just an engineer on the project. I was only supposed to record <laughs> two sessions. That was it. <laughs> so right, it yeah. went from recording two sessions to having three weeks to complete the entire project. <laughs> so, wow. you know, it was, and, but you know what? I love doing projects like that because it's like, I'm one of those people like I could do an entire project in a month's time and then, you know, get all the, the big parts of it done in that time frame and then just mix it later. Like that's the stuff I like to do. So, you know, you know, when baby black hit me, he said, yo, my man might need some production too. I said, all right, cool. You know, we'll sit, we'll talk about it. So then when he told me what he wanted to do at first in my head, I was like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go, but okay, we'll try it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the first track that we touched base on was um, the uh, Please Don't Judge Me. And then, you know, I was just like, this is my first time meeting this man. I said, I don't know where this is going to go. So I don't know what he's going to like, what he's not going to like. And, you know, normally when I work with somebody on a production tip, it's more or less of I need to screen this person before I work with them because 
they may suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right, you know, right. It might be one of those things where I'm stuck with somebody that just can't rap. So I was like, all right, well, I don't know where this is going to go, but we're going to see. So he told me the idea. I'm like, okay. So, you know, when I did the boy, I mean, not the boys, mind, when I did uh, Please Don't Judge Me, and, like, I said, well, you like it like this, you want it like that. It was more or less of th- his words were like, well, listen, I just need you to be the geek of the operation and, and kind of figure it out. <laughs> so it was like, all right. So he he had every song that he wanted to do. And he told me what samples he wanted to use. He told me what parts of the samples. I said, okay, cool. Um, and then, you know, we went from there. Then next thing you know, we just blossomed and it just kept going and going. It was getting doper and doper. And then, like, I will say the defining moment of the project for me was the title track. Um, like, yeah. when we did Check Yes, Check No, like, that track right there, I was like, this is crazy. Because, uh, like, number one, I kind of, I veer away from sampling a little bit because of, you know, the fact that it's like, I prefer to have my own sound and I don't got money to get no clearances. Right, <laughs> so, but you know when 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 he said he wanted to do the LTD LTD joint, I was like, all right, you know, you know, I'm just messing with it, you know. And as I'm putting it together in the studio, just like getting the bones of it together, and I see him over there, he's just quiet, like just sitting in the corner, looking at a piece of paper with words on it. And I'm like, all right, this is probably trash. And then you know, once I started like really, you know, gluing it together. I said, does it work? He said, yeah, it works. I said, oh, all right, cool. Say less. But, like, the title track was a defining moment because that made the entire uh, uh, project worth listening to. Because from the time you hear that track to the end of the project, it's like, yo, this was well thought out. Like, had thoughts on because I would have never came up with that concept or, or even knew what samples wanted to use, like, he just came in. He had the idea, and like you say, he gave me, he gave me raw meat, and I had to make a meal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, r- real quick, um, you know, this is not planned. We're just having an open forum discussion right now. But I do want to play y'all that first song that we're referring to, just to give uh, those that you know have yet to hear the the mixtape. Um, uh, it comes out Valentine's Day, but just to give you an understanding of what we did and how we did it. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, should we play Don't Judge Me or we should play the title track all the way through? Um, uh, what do you got, Oscar? Uh, all right. Track. Yeah, he's he's all about this title track. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play y'all the title track all the way through. This is Check Yes, Check No, the single. Um, soon to be released on iTunes as well. Check it out. I don't think you understood the question, so I'm asking you again. Sid, when did you fall in love? Dre, I've been in love with you from the first day I saw you. Alright, I got a, I got a follow-up question. Uh, why did it take you so long to say that? I got you now. You remember when you first fell in love? Come on. Your mama told me there'd be days like this. Falling in and out of love ever since my first kiss. Hot skies for guys, overalls with the straps hanging. Her bike and shorts with the fanny pack swinging. That was the style when we first started while and playing hide and go seek just to creep while we hide. Catch a girl, get a girl, don't stop, get a girl. If I could touch a bottle, was 
ain't gotta worry about a bill. Catching notes through the class, getting caught, they laugh. Teacher, read them out loud, I'm sitting back all mad like, damn, I like her, but what if she don't like me? Now I'm feeling all scared of what the answer might be. Two, two weeks to start, just building up the heart. Stevie Wonder with a gun, I'm shooting in the dark like, I like you, you like me too. Check it, check it, check it out, check it out. Remember being all alone, your parents wasn't home, you lost the innocence, one of twin dead in your room, thinking we was grown, and love made us do it, any problem that we had, yeah, love get us through it, couldn't tell us nothing in a world of our own, all day we was together, all night we on the phone, like, you hang up, no, 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 you hang up first, till we both fell asleep, man, it was the worst, wearing hands and her jeans, with the spray painted names, at the shore, hand in hand, playing four walk games, Valentine's bears and fake gold for Christmas, at the mall kiosk, there was a So that was just, um, you know, those two verses of, uh, of the song. I'm sorry. I, I had to cut it short. I couldn't listen to it anymore, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ain't going to lie. But, I ain't going to um, lie. I played that song a thousand times. Now it's like, all right, uh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but what I will but what I will do is um, anyone on here, I will post the link to you. Um, I'm sending out previews, so the link will be in the chat room for you to uh Check out the advanced copy. The artwork just got finished, uh, was finished today. So um, shout out to my man Ashton on that right there. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's go back to the questioning right there. All right. So, yeah. So I think I'm going to uh, – it's like a threefold question. Um, <laughs> why why are you going to get to with me? Am I the difficult one? I'm saying Three folds. Um, That's a lot of folds. Yeah, well, you know, people enjoy folds. Anyway, um, do you feel you had the ability to delve deep and openly discuss these topics because you are out of the dating game? And Whoa. if you were completely transparent while dating, do you think you would have ended up with the person you with the person that you're with now? And do you think that you would be would have been married earlier? What the hell? That's for you. Glad the question for you. What the hell? <laughs> I you got an answer too. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so hold, hold on. Don't hold on. Did somebody work. tell you to ask me these you questions? Get, you get good answers. You get you get responses. Listen, just saying. Hold on. Did someone tell you to ask me those questions? Did, no. Did, did someone pay you? <laughs> um. Really? Are you um, seriously uh, shocked? Uh, it's me. It's me. Uh, all, right, all right, so oh, man, I should all right, so for doing this interview, hold on. <laughs> so all right, so give me the first fold. What was the first first question again? Do you feel you the, you had the ability to delve deep and openly discuss these topics because you are out of the dating game? Um, I yes, yes, I I was able to do the project because I'm out of the dating game. Um. I would not say that I was I I didn't go as deep as I could have went because I the problem I have um 
just just being candid with you, so I'm married. That's my marital status. Like I'm currently married. There was a thin line between um while I was making this project, it was like if if I'm transparent about my relationships, like how, is that going to be disrespectful to my wife? You know what I mean? Like like right. you know, if I'm putting all this stuff out here on the street, all my business on the street about what I was doing and you know, maybe who I was doing it with and blah, you know, like you know, she she's going to hear it or people that know her are going to hear it and they're going to come back and ask her questions like so like I was concerned about that, but um so I didn't go like deep. I kind of like I kind of kept things like general, like vague in a way, just give some testimony that people may or may not be able to relate to. But um, I tried to make sure that I respect my wife at the same time. But tell my story because I know that there are people that are single, still living the life that I was living. And I also know that there are relationships out there that um, that I had with people where they didn't really get the full explanation. You know what I mean? So this was an opportunity for me to at least give what I could, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, wow, that was a question, that's early, too, that Shit. was just the first one, yeah, all right, what was the second <laughs> question, if, the second yeah. if you were completely transplant, transparent while dating, do you nope. think you would have ended up with the person that you are with now, and do you think you would have been married earlier? Hell no. Um Why? no, I like um so so like this honesty stuff that people talk about, like I'm not sure I'm not sure that people really want the honesty that they uh that they um ask for. Like you know, like you in general, like, okay, did you used to date this person? Yeah. Did you used to date that person? Yeah, no. Like, all right, whatever. Did you sleep with them and that? But like, do you really want to know what I did with this person? Do you want to know if you know if uh? Do you want to know if your boyfriend was you know getting a rubber ball in his mouth in his ex past relationship? Like, you only want to know like certain things, like uh, generic. So um, if I was transparent, like, there's no way that any woman would want to be with me. You know what I mean? Like I can't picture it, or and and if she did, I would think she was crazy. But um, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like it's it's tough for me. I was I'm as transparent about my past as I could be with my wife, and that's one of the uh, topics we bring up in the in um the pro- project. But, like, yeah, I'm transparent with my wife. Like, I'm not giving you, like, details, but, yeah, I was, you know, I dated before. I slept with people before, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going into, like, yeah, crazy details because, nah, that's going to be on your mind. Like, I won't be able to strike that from the testimony ever. Like, you're always going to know that. So, nah, I'm good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All right, you got a third fold there. Did I, did I address the second fold? Do you think you no? Do you think you would have been married earlier if you would have? Oh, been do I think? Oh, oh no, nah, I don't. Um, nah, I don't think I would have been married earlier. I don't think I would have been married earlier. Um, if I was, if I told the truth to people, nah, not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, nope. 
Mm-mm. I didn't want to get married. Hold on, what are we talking about? I didn't want to get married, Q. Just so you know, I was married once. I didn't. I didn't necessarily want to get married again. Uh, I did. I'm still chasing Bill Cosby, but it just it was just so easy not being in a relationship. You get like every. You get all the the benefits without um, doing all all of the work. Yeah, I just I just happened to slip up and find the uh, a person I couldn't resist. That was a good wrap around. That was great. <laughs> All right, now give me your third fold. What you got? Oh, that was it. That was it. That was the first oh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm clear. All right. Was that the third fold? Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was the third fold. That was it. All right, thanks. Okay. Uh-huh. Moving on. Yeah. So this is my question for both of you. Um, since doing, I guess, the project and having the open forum discussion and doing the podcast, do either of you, like, how has your viewpoint on relationships changed, you know, be it for the better, be it for the worse, whether it's indifferent, whatever, or has it changed at all? Do you still feel the same? Because we've had some honest discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, tag. I meant, I meant tag. Um, <laughs> when, when, while, while the, uh, while the process of the Lawrence project and recording, recording the forum itself was mind blowing. Only because, <laughs> only because it was like, yo, this is real life stuff. Like. Like me being the youngest person in the studio that day, um, but hearing stuff that because like my thing is like I've um, what I I guess my my uh, my preference lately where you past I guess say ten or so years of my life I've actually dated older because uh, I have an old soul, so it's like right. hearing it from from people who are older than me it's like yo this is real life stuff like this is this is stuff I've definitely experienced and it's like. Me having having the you know the type of mind frame that I have, it's like yo, like I'm living their, I live their life, you know what I mean? Everything that they're going through. So it's like as far as the perception of a relationship as it is, um, it just kind of reopened, brought me back to some things that I was like dealing with at the time or was dealing with like the year before, and it's like yo, like it's close, like I'm going to be perfectly cool because like I, I was single then, I'm single now. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like my perception of a relationship is more or less of it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm still going to strive to be, you know, what my, my grandparents kind of, you know, had in front of my eyes. You know what I mean? However, mm-hmm. the way I perceive certain things is as far as options go, it's like more or less of I'm, it, I'll say this. And, and it's, it's one of those things that's kind of that I deal with is women have a hard time believing who I am. Um, because when I present who I am, like, and I show the type of person I am, I become hard to believe. So it's like, you know, like if I'm, if I'm like that, I always get, yo, you're like the perfect guy, this and this, why are you saying I was going to say too good to be true type thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and, and they, Mm -hmm. they, they hit me with the, you know, like the perfect guy, why are you single? You do this, you do that, yada, yada. I said, because. Um, and this is not all women. I'm just making a statement of what I've experienced. 
uh, women have a hard time believing that there is somebody out there that actually does these type things or somebody yeah, out there that, you know, that, that, that actually, you know, goes forth and does this stuff. And so, you know, I've, I've had a woman tell me that she mishandled me because she didn't know how to, um, you know, she didn't know how to go about who I was. Wow. You know what I mean? Because it was like, the thing is like, you know, I'm very consistent. My consistency is my most important product. Um, whether it's music, whether it's relationships, anything. That's my consistency is it. Like when you see when you start seeing my consistency kick in, you know that's what you're getting. That's Octavius. That's what you're getting. So it's like mm-hmm. women who have never experienced this type of stuff before, when they experience for the first time, it's like, uh oh, time bomb, something's happening, I don't know what to do because like like, like it scares them. So to speak. And my thing is it's like so now like for the past year and a half, two years, I've just been like, you know, just been vibing, having fun, enjoying myself. I'm back and forth to LA oh and just in the third. So, so it's like when when yes. people see these things and and everything, like they're just like, yo, like you're living. I said the thing is, I'm living, but you don't know what it's like to go home to those four walls, and you still living by yourself. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Oh, you exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, because mm-hmm. like because I'm hard to believe, you know, that my my prior relationships, it's like, yo, you're like the perfect person. I just don't know how to deal with it because I didn't grow up with this. I didn't grow up with this consistency. So that's that's my take on it. That's true. Sound good to me. I don't even remember the question. So I hope I don't have to answer. It, it and you do have him? to answer, sir. No, but you didn't. Well, Hold on, hold no, on. There's said, another like, call. How, how hold is... on. There's a there's, oh, there's a call on okay. the line real quick. I just want to see okay. 1260. Last four numbers are 1260. What's up? You there? Yes. Hello. My yes, name is hello. Donna. I just hi. Good evening. Hi. 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 Whoa. I'm supposed to say that. I'm scared now. To the gentleman before. He was his conversation was very interesting. My thoughts were just that it's so sad that for someone that's looking that there are so few examples, according to his uh spin anyway, of good, wholesome gentlemen that when one sees one, when a young woman comes up against someone like that, they don't recognize. It's like uh, some kind of foreign entity. I can't right. believe it's that few samples of good, <laughs> upstanding, true, sincere young men. I mean, they got to be out there. I, I'm a bit of a bit of a romantic. I'm a little, a couple of generations ahead of you guys, but I got to believe that there's still some good ones around. <laughs> we oh, have yeah. to have hope. <laughs> you know what? We have to have so- hope anyway. So, do. so, so I'm, anyway, I'm going to say this. Struck me. That's what struck me from his conversation. That I can't believe that he is so sincere. He's trustworthy. He's honest. He's straightforward. He's who he is, and that's just not what people are looking for yeah. or believing. So I'm I'm going to say this. So I have. I, I'm a I'm a little older than he is. I started out that way, like 
because I wanted to be like Cliff Huxtable, I started out being like, you know, I was honest with my my uh, girlfriend. Like, I only wanted a girlfriend. I just, I wanted to be the good guy. Like, you could tell me a secret I wouldn't tell. Like, I just wanted to be good to someone and have someone be good to me. I think that lasted for me after I graduated high school. That may have lasted for me for every bit of three years. And then Whoa. the women that the women that I was ended up dealing with, like I, I was in the same position as he was, that they it was too good to be true. And so you just were like either getting stepped on, taken for granted, or, or something. And, and I just stopped. I'll be honest, I just completely stopped. Um, well, yeah, and, that's and, a real and, bad commentary. Yeah, it, it never it never felt natural to me. It never felt natural to me to be uh, a womanizer, but looking back, I did it. It's still, yeah, it's, you know, well, I'm married now, so I don't have to worry about it. But it never really felt natural to me. However, like, I did it because I didn't, I didn't really know another way to go. Like, the women were, by the time you reach 30 years old, the women are already so scorned that they're just not accepting of you. Yeah. And so. And so I just learned to to get by. I just learned to get by. I really didn't think that um, I was going to. Uh, you know, I'm married now, but I didn't think I was going to get married. That's you know, true. I just, I just, I, I kind of checked out. You know, I think that oftentimes, if someone is really being true to themselves, and they are comfortable being true to others, often it's fear. Because if you're coming with to me straightforward and honest and sincere, I really have to come the same way with you. Mm-hmm. And often I think people I are hesitant to do that. I have to take down all my pretense, all my facades, all my defense mechanisms, and just come vulnerable. That's why they say love really makes you so vulnerable, and people are afraid of it. You kind of right. like it. Expose yourself, and a lot of us are hesitant to expose our really inner inner self. And I think that's what uh-huh. happens with a lot of people's relationships. You're you're afraid. So right. if you're showing yourself to me, I there's no way we're going to have a, any kind of relationship unless I have to be show you my true self as well. And usually when that comes to the forefront, people shy away. I don't want you to know me. Right. I'm afraid if you know me, you'll hurt me. You you may take advantage of my weaknesses, whatever. Uh-huh. I back off. I back off because I'm afraid. Fear, I yeah. think, really keeps a lot of people from their true love. I really do. I, I think you're yeah. afraid, and you can't go anywhere. If, they say fear is paralyzing. This means you can't yeah. move forward. No, because I'm going to be in the grips of this person now because I've exposed my whole card. And you can't move back because if you like the person, you're, like, stuck. So what are you going to do? You just don't know what to do. Like he said, the girl said, and other people probably have said to you, I don't know how to take you, man. And then she's telling the truth because there's, like, there's something they've never experienced. What do I do in this situation? Uh How do I act? Oh, you act sincere. You be you. Mm. I don't know yeah, if I, I can do that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, 
and then when you think about it, I think, I think that, um, you know, people, so if you get over your fear, right, you get over your fear and then you try to do it and then you get hurt, then you're even more fearful the next time. You're fearful. And, 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 but you know what I think too? And just perpetuate. I always try to say that I try not to be jaded going into a new situation, but it's hard to not be jaded because you've been, like, you know, the older you get, so many experiences you've gone through, it's hard mm-hmm. to take that stuff chips away at you. So, I don't know. But then it's And you carry those with time. you. Yeah. yeah. And it's yep. hard to, yeah. often people say, oh, put your past aside, start a new relationship, start a new deal, whatever's happened in the past is the past. But we carry those hurts with us. We carry those hurts and those disappointments and those frustrations and how people, you know, didn't come up to par. And you said, well, is he going to be any different? Is she going to be like the last one was? And so all of those things, you're carrying around with you when you meet this new prospective mate. You're carrying that with you. Oh, is she going to be like this one? Is he going to be just like the same one? So you don't have any enthusiasm. You're not hopeful. You you, you feel pessimistic right from the door. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. A lot. Well, I better I'm, get off the telephone now. I just wanted to give my little two cents. <laughs> No, no, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And I'll keep listening. I enjoyed it. I'm going to call again. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for calling in. Love you, you. Monday. Anytime. Bye bye, (laughs) Tim. So, bye. That, that, you know what? I'll be, I'll be honest and say that, um, what, 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 uh, Miss Donna just said, uh, I think about often. So I was married before. I hate saying it again and again, but I was married before. So in even in my courage marriage, I get flashbacks. Not flashbacks of like the person I was married to before, but flashbacks of like, you know, if I get in an argument with my wife now, like is she going to leave? Like the last wife did? You know what I mean? And like Right. How am I supposed to act different? Like it's just like you, you but you I can't help it. I can't remove the thought. If I wasn't married right. before then I I would be ignorant it but but because I was like I, I I'm constantly, you know, what am I supposed to do with this argument? Is this argument the end? Am mm-hmm. I supposed to be moving out? You know what I mean? Or like yeah. you moving uh, out? Like what are we supposed real. to do? You know what I mean? That's like that's right. And and that's the part so every, that, you know, go ahead. Every relationship is a puzzle. It's the pieces of you and the pieces of the person that you're with. And the pieces that you have that you come with you are the pieces that, that's left from your previous relationship. So you're just going to have to trust that the things fit together. You, you have to trust the, the fact that you're able to argue and be open and be honest and know that you're still going to lay down next to that person for the next 20, 30 years. That is the risk everyone takes whenever they're dealing with any type of relationship that has it, to do, do with the heart. It's so easy when you say it, though. Oh, it's right, not easy. It's no, I'm, not no, no, you. it's not easy. It's not, that's my point. It's not easy because you have to make those pieces fit, 
even if they don't fit exactly, you have to figure out a way to oh, make I the guess, picture but I guess work. And like talk about it, but then it's still like in those moments when you're thinking about it, it's like you're anxiety going through hell. In. Yeah, that, that yeah. anxiety kick in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, like, oh, I know. It's hell on earth. Because yeah. like, like I, I didn't even I even had a time where it was like uh, once I took a first child I was with there's a um like they sent me a text oh we got to talk when I get off first thing in my head is I, I think you know being funny but you know every joke has some truth to it and yep. I was like you know I said uh <laughs> I said what you leaving me and she said is that what you think every time I text you that I said yep yeah <laughs> and wow. like, I said, you know be honest only because of, of previous situations that we've had. So and, you know, yeah. I said you know when you when you approach it that way, every time you text that, that's what comes to mind. Because the last time you text that, this is what happened. <laughs> so and then like it made her think. She's like, "Wow." I said, "Hey, I'm just 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 questioning it. You know, let me know now. That way I can get myself prepared for this. You know, what I mean, don't just don't be trying to hit me in the gut later. You know, let me warm up to this." <laughs> listen, I get it. I, I don't know if you listened to the previous wow. podcast. Last time I got a text message saying, "Oh, we needed to talk." A guy was hiding a whole baby that he was hiding from his mama. That he was uh, thinking about getting back with his ex. I didn't know well, about it. His mama didn't know about it. I didn't even know he had a kid. Mm. Yeah. If if I got a text from my wife right now and she said we got to talk, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking you either pregnant <laughs> or you leaving. Like the, uh, and, and I've had that same thought. I've had that same thought for the last 15 years. Anytime a woman said we had to talk, you either pregnant or you done with me. That's it. I don't. I don't know anything else in between. Maybe it's just a man instinct. That's exactly what we go to. You know what I mean? So it's just like. No, I like, think women oh. do it too. I I think women do it oh, too. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like, I've been. Yeah, I've been a culprit. Yeah, I've definitely have been on the receiving end of that text or phone call. I'm that type of person. that's like, don't text. Don't don't hit me with the we got to talk. Don't like because if, if you hit me with the oh we need to talk later and I say well this I'm gonna start investigating all right well, we need to talk yeah. about what's it got to do with and then they're like well right. let's talk later I'm like no 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 don't hit me with the we need to talk if you're not gonna tell me right now like don't do that to me especially if you do it in the middle of my work day and I gotta go through the rest of work thinking about it nah not cool <laughs> yeah 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 so, yo Kenny shout out to my man Kenny in the uh, chat room right now. Talking about some who in the kitchen. I don't, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about with that. But um, just shout out to Kenny in the chat room, man. Somebody gotta keep him busy over there. Um, um, all right. Um, before Miss Donna called in, Tiff, you were, you were done with your questions, right? Well, yeah, but did you answer? Um, sure. Because I was saying, like, how do you feel? After the whole process, because honestly, oh, I didn't ask okay. you about the song okay. because I thought when you said I'm doing a relationship, I'm assuming it's kind of like a book. So I assume some of the songs might have been old. I didn't really mm-hmm. think that everything was like newly written and just written. I thought it might have been some things that you had wrote a while ago and maybe just sat on. So it was kind of more like a compilation type thing. So when Q asked the question, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I was never thinking about your wife feeling some kind of way because I'm like, well, it's stuff he went through in the past, so, you know, it's, it's whatever. And I'm sure her being your wife, she would understand it, and you're an artist. So I'm sure she knows that you've been in some, you know, precarious situations that kind of like come with the territory, or I would think, anyway. But, so, um, but how do you feel the growth after all was said and done, like after the album is all done? after the open discussion, after 
you know, this eight of eight podcast series um, to be continued? Like, how do you feel? Or do you just still feel the same? No, I, um, so I, I, I feel completely different and I'm gonna go ahead and play my queen on, on, um, I'm a player. She, she refuses to listen to the project. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of understand because why would you, she was like, why would I want to listen to a bunch of songs that I know are about someone else or for someone else? That's true. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, you know, although she, you know, helped find, she financed the project, like, I do mm-hmm. get it. Like, so she supports me and supports me wholly, but like, you know, from her perspective, like, you know, why, you know, and, and, uh, in regards to like, have I changed or my thoughts and feelings changed? Um, hell Yeah. This, yeah, this like, just, a, just on a relationship aspect. Yeah, it's been like an eye-opening mm-hmm. experience because, mm-hmm. like, I was stuck in my world. So in my world, you know, I'm thinking that a single guy conducts himself the same way I do. And mm-hmm. do, you know, generally we're, like, all the same. I quickly learned um, a couple weeks into the podcast that is absolutely not true. I learned friends mm-hmm. that I had for 20 years they hadn't had sex in three or four years, and I'm like, "What? I was right there with hey, you. I just, hey, ass- hey, hey. I just assumed, <laughs> I just assumed you were taken care of, you know. So it's kind of like, I'm sure that's it's kind of like, yeah, but but you still like, but I didn't, still. don't, I didn't know it's possible. Here I am, it's, it's possible, a man, man. thinking, I, I'm I'm thinking that you're supposed to do it every night. Now I'm I'm like based on the podcast I'm thinking I gotta check myself in for some kind of therapy or something like you know what I mean like it's just there's just like um there's just so many ways and like when my when my man Marty called you know my man Ice was explaining during the forum you know you know the way he speaks to women and blah 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 and then Marty calls in and he expresses. Listening to Ice, he has a whole different outlook on it, and I'm like, "Yo, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even think that." So yeah, I, would, I know I was thinking the same thing. It, yeah. it was just like, it's just like the world is so large, and people come in with all these experiences, and then we try to match up with one another. And it, there's there's no such thing as common sense. Basically, is it you know this is just an example of it. Common sense is just based off of shared experiences. So if we have different experiences and we have different upbringings and we're not going to think the same. And therefore we shouldn't be making the assumptions that I know I personally have been making for years. Like I I need to stop. So now I'm quick to say, if someone asked me about a relationship, like I can tell you what I would do or maybe would not do. But if someone tells me that, yo, can you believe this person did this and did that? My answer now is yeah. Because you know it, people are different. You know I don't yeah. know how that person grow up. I, it may seem weird to me. I mean, I, yeah, it seemed weird. But you know, you tell me you went six years without sex. That seemed weird to me. But I know it's not. You know, it could be normal to some. Right. Hashtag a boo for Q. Hashtag a boo for Q. Believe you. You know what? The the project like as a whole, I, cause, because on the, the engineering end of it, 
I've probably heard the project the most out of anybody involved. Mm-hmm. Like back and forth, inside and out. Like I could tell you, the, <laughs> like I could tell you every part of that project. <laughs> so and, and then um, so it's like hearing it and listening to it over and over and over. You always pick up on different parts of conversations that were you know put into the project. So it's like, and then you know, listening to the podcast as a whole to, you know, cut parts out to put into the project itself. It's like listening to it. It's like, wow, this like is like he said, like this really does happen, huh? Like, oh snap, like that's 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 real. Like that that is real. So it's like somebody else sees this. <laughs> it's worth <Right>. like seeing. <laughs> And then that was, that's just what it was. I'm like, huh. And like while they were recording the podcast, I'm in this the uh, control room, like just snapping, like, yo, what? Wait, she said what? <laughs> so it's it's, it's yeah. crazy. And then like on Victoria's poem, I mean, um, what's it called? Uh, I, I wish I never forgot. Or I should have forgot something like that. The I excerpt, must have forgot. I must have forgot the excerpt in that track blew my mind. Crazy. <laughs> Blue, yeah, my, I, my, I'm like, wait, I'm like, what? I do, I do want to play that. I'm gonna play that. That's a short one, so I can play that in its entirety. I think that people need to, I think that people need to hear this, man. Um, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is I must have forgot, aka Purple Tulips. You know what? When we first got together, it was like the mystery of it all. Then I found God. out he was with somebody. And I was like, you know what? I'm a big rocket handle. I remember how you used to make me laugh and smile and giggle into my pillow. But I must have forgot how that pillow was my only comfort on the night you went home to your wife and played the best husband in the world, like that coffee mug on your dashboard says. I remember the feeling of being in a crowded room and smiling to myself thinking, you're my little secret, and that's how we should keep it. But I must have forgot how invisible I felt seeing that same look on that other girl's face when you looked at her with those same secret eyes. I remember coming home after a long day to those beautiful flowers. You know, the purple tulips you knew I loved so much with that hint of fragrance that takes me back to our first kiss. But... I must have forgot coming home to those same beautiful flowers. You know, the purple tulips I love so much with that note that canceled my heart that read. I know I said I was leaving her, but it's not a good time because for every wonderful space and time that I remember us and what I thought we were and that momentary gratification, I must have forgot that I got more to offer than you can handle and tons more than you ever deserve. For once, instead of thinking of you, I remember me. Damn, I must have forgot. He called me the day of his wedding, like, from the reception. I had that. He called me before he left to get on the airplane for his honeymoon. Bought me a motherfucking gift from his honeymoon. But it was like, I had that too. She laughed and it had nothing to do with me because infidelity was not part of their divorce. They they didn't laugh. They didn't laugh. And which I knew wouldn't happen. Which I knew wouldn't happen because he couldn't be himself with her. So he was putting on a facade to be what he thought he was supposed to be. What he should be. 
right, just so you know that 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 song will also be on um, iTunes soon. It's one of the singles off the uh, project uh, produced by Oz Crawley himself, playing the keys. Um, that, I used that response was... to that was my exact response. <laughs> <laughs> that was my exact response. Yeah, yo. When you said it, I was in my head. I was saying it. I was like, "You hear him?" Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is real life scenarios here, man. Oh so, uh, man. So yeah, these are these are real life scenarios. That that's why you know I'm I'm happy for this podcast. I'm happy for you know these testimonies we're all able to share. This is like real life stuff. And we trapped in the world sometimes thinking it only happens to us or we're only going through it by ourselves. Mm-mm. No way. This is real. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> all right. So, um, so, uh, let's see. Any, we got any more questions? What we got going on here? Who's, who's next for the question? Line? I had 10 listed. I had 10 listed. 10? God darn it. You're not getting right. through all those. What do you got? What's your, what's your next question? What is the, what's the hardest thing to love about you? Whoa. Wow. Damn. Damn, Oz Crawley. You, you, are you going to answer that? <laughs> well, I said we're going to skip Oz because he said, you know, it's too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, um, yeah, I was probably. What do you got? What do you got on there? It's so hard to sing the love um, about you. Um, my uh, my consistency. It, it, it's a it's a love hate with my consistency. Oh, okay. I th- I think I think Q might be abusing the children over there. Huh? Um, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not abusing any. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody it's about found time for a child in the house. <laughs> All right, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Uh, I... Um, my consistency because it, it's a it's it's a love hate thing. Um, uh-huh. because I'm so consistent, like you know, they love it, but they also hate it because my consistency is like it. Sometimes it's. It's, it's it's one of the things like you know when you first date somebody and then like you do something for them then they do something for you and then like it like kind of goes back and forth like a tit for tat and mm-hmm. you know like somebody called my big sister she told somebody she said listen don't try to keep up with him because he his consistency will override all of that and like you know I I guess she she didn't believe it. <laughs> So it was like one of those things where it's like, you know, because I I was just a doer, you know, and, and stuff like that, it was one of those things like, yo, like, you don't have to keep doing stuff for me. I said, listen, in, in case you, in case it's to a point there where you, you know, you feel like you can't do something in return, I said, I'm not doing it for anything in return. I'm doing it because I love it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, like I said, back to my consistency and me being who I am scares people. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. my take on it. Okay. Uh, um, the hardest thing to love about me, um, probably, 
Probably my attitude. The fact that I yeah, seem like I don't care. Nah, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're uh, very yeah, just, yeah, I'm I'm very cavalier. Like I'm not I'm not you know, if something's funny I just say, Hey, that's funny. Or if it's sad I just be like, Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so like you may not get the you may not get the whole bunch of actions that go with it and sometimes sometimes people think I'm not in the same moment they are because I'm not responding that way. So um it takes some getting used to. Um, and it, I, I guess it plays into other things as well. So, like, in the midst of an emergency, like, I'm not panicking. I'm just automatically going to fix whatever I can fix or do whatever I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do. I'm not going to freak out. And so because of that, like, you know, some people are, are, are caught off, you know. So they, they appreciate it after the fact. But during during it sometimes uh, not so much, so it's you know hard. I I got a second part to mine because you kind of uh, reminded me of something. Another thing is because I'm one of those people that if I want something, I just kind of go get it type thing. So like, it, you know, what I mean, I just like if I if I want this, all right, I'm just gonna go buy it. You know, what I mean, be done with it. So it's like if I ask somebody for help for something. And then you know, next thing you know, ten minutes later, I hit. You, I'll text you, but like, never mind. Don't worry about it. Like, like it's one of those things. Like, well, you know, you didn't give me a chance. It's more or less of, I'm always playing Superman in my own world. You know what I mean? It's like I'm always like, all right, I'm just gonna fix the problem because I'm a, I'm a problem solver. You know what I mean? That's what I do. I fix the problem. I figure it out. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things. Like, in my area, I'm what you call the plug. So it's like somebody hits me, like, yo, I need a gig. All right, cool. Call such or such. Tell them I sent you. Next thing you know, they got a gig, you know what I mean, or you know I mean, stuff like that. So, for me, I'm the problem solver. So in my relationships, it's like, all right, I need this that, and the third, but you know, I'm just gonna fix it myself. That becomes a problem in a relationship because I'm not allowing or giving the chance for somebody to give me the chance to try to help me, and then it seems like, oh, like they're not doing anything for me. It's not that. It's just like I just fix my own problems. That's something I've dealt with before. I've gotten better, you know, but like that's that has created issues with people dating me. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right. It does. Who's next? Who's next? Um, Q, did you have another one? Hell yeah, she did. Oh no, that's right that's now. It. <laughs> not, not right now. What do you mean? <laughs> I do want right. to know though. What 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 have you learned about yourself? Because, you know, you always kind of find out something about yourself, especially going through these creative journeys. What have you learned about yourself from this project? You, too, ask, because you've done uh, a lot of projects, but I know each artist is different. So oh, I, what do you? how have uh, you learned from Licks? And Licks, how have you learned from I? All right. Well, let me answer what I well, learned what from this learned, project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I learned. Let me give you what I learned from this project. I learned that I am. I guess. Not really like the relationship. Uh, Oh, Oh, because I was about to go off, girl. (laughs) Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Um, (laughs) Now, creatively, um, this is the first time I've ever followed through with a project all the way. And um, I usually try to outsource everything. You know, um, just try to get other people to do stuff. Now, um, I did outsource the Oz crowd, um, which was the greatest thing ever. 
Um, I'm just so grateful that he could uh, work under pressure like that in such a short uh, time span. Um, but yeah, usually um, I don't follow through. I kind of uh, fall short on a lot of things. And so his consistency enabled me to be consistent. So I, I definitely salute him for that. Um, yeah, but that's what I learned. I, I learned to be, I learned to be, um, I learned to follow through. And uh, I guess I should have knew that before as a grown ass man. But uh, you know, this is just a reminder, and I've seen the fruits of it. It's been a, it's been a good ride. You know what I mean? Um, because I, I and I, I say this about you and Q as well, Ike. I learned some other things even from you all. Like even in, with this podcast, I call y'all last minute or text y'all last minute. Sometimes I won't even text you at all. Like y'all got to text me. Like is the podcast still on today. Um, but that there's a couple. There's like at least two weeks where I just wasn't going to do it. And then one of y'all send a message, and I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, I need to, yeah, just need to be consistent. Um, so. So uh, um, that's just the truth. So that's what I learned, and um, I think I'm a, uh, I'll be a better person for it. So I um, I learned about myself that I still can work under pressure um, because you know the past I'll say five projects I worked on everything was planned out. You know what I mean? Like it's like you know I'm, when it comes to working on projects, I plan everything out. A calendar, and you know, and I have have deadlines, and I, you know, I just meet the deadline. So, but with this, it was like, all right, I went from working for only working two days to you got three weeks to complete an entire project. <laughs> so it was like, all right, it just reminded me of how I used to work back in like 2012, 2013, like when I was like just I was working out of my garage at the time, and you know, it was like I had minimal studio stuff but making projects sound like you know gold and i'm not saying that boastfully just like you know based off of people's responses to the projects so it's just like right. one of those things is like wow i still could work under pressure and and honestly it just reminded me of honestly of who i was it reminded me of like yo you still can grind like you did when you was first in this thing like because i like work it out of my garage i had to work four times as hard because I didn't have what I needed to properly do a project. So I had to make it sound like, you know, I had everything in the world in that, in that garage with no insulation. Yeah, right. It's cold out there in the wintertime. It's baking in there in the summertime, no air conditioning. So it was like, it just reminded me of who I was. It was like, yo, if you was doing that in the garage, you could do this in three weeks without a problem. And, you know, that three week span of him being over here, it was like, all right, let's do it. Let's get it. And it was like, like we ended up becoming best friends. For three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we were. So, yeah, we were together a lot. Yeah, we were together a lot. I was, I was rolling up to Philly. He he came on down to Hamilton. You know, we was just making it happen. Whatever we had to do by any means necessary, we got it done. Yeah, I'm on trains, cars. We, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, Plane that was a good follow through. Yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yep. Automobiles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and All right, just Q. a heads up, I, I, I will be um, in L.A. and um, in April, so I hear we're starting the project again in April. Uh, okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, well, we, we'll be seeing each other in L.A. no matter what. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, Q, where you at? More questions, Q? 
ahead, turn. Right, what? Do you believe in love tests or love trials? And did or do you make the person you're dealing with go through them? What? Wait, what? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Send somebody to the test. Hold on. Yeah. Say that. Like if Hold the person doesn't this. do this, then. Hold on. Say it again. What's the question? Do you believe in love trials or love tests? Do you make your mate go through, or the person you're dealing with go through them, or did you? Uh, intentionally? Uh, for me, no, no, not intentionally. No. But but the person I'm with went through them, but I not intentionally. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't know about you, sir, but not me. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, I, I didn't intentionally put anybody through no tests. Um, I will say, I will say this: like, there'll be some times I'll definitely put a little pressure on a on a like particular situation, just to see, you know, like, all right, well, if this if if we here, this is what it is, and you know what I mean. And like, it'll be like I'm one of those people that once I stop caring about something, I thoroughly do not care. And it's and like you know, I become a bulldog about it. And it's like there's no turning back from me caring about a situation. Mm-hmm. So if it's like if it's something that you know they thoroughly care about, and they see I've I've turned cold on it, that's a that's a test right there. That that'll make or break it. Like you you gonna deal with me like this or you're not? It's that simple. You know what I mean? Okay. See, that wasn't that hard. But do you know what the what the tests are? Um, what? it depends on. It, honestly, it's one of the things is like it's, it's situations that arise. Like, for example, like say, um, say I'm dating um, such and such, and they're friends with such and such. But that friend came in, you know, in the middle of dating, and you know, I thoroughly don't like that person. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no me coming back to liking that person because I'm involved with you. You know what I mean? And uh, if you continue to deal with them, and you see they're causing the issue. And it's either, hey, you need to figure it out because I'm not going to like that person just to make you happy. Oh. So, because I, you would expect for the them day, to my, sabotage my with them? Say it again. So, you would expect for the person that you're dating to sabotage with them because you don't like them, or you just feel like you wouldn't want to be around them, but you don't care if she is? Well, it's one of the things like, if this this is how I feel about it, if or this this is me, like say there's somebody that came in the picture while we were dating, and I and I knew you didn't feel comfortable with them in the situation, or whatever. Cool, say no more. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting my relationship in jeopardy because because of a new friend, no new friends. Okay, right. However, what what you do and what you choose to do during that time, if the the shoes are reversed, that tells a lot about you know how we're going to interact. Because if you see they're causing issues with what we have going on, and they came in, in the middle of it, that you know there there's there's something that should be done there. That's just my personal opinion, though. Yeah. It's like whether you separatize or make sure you keep it strictly separate, so there's no um, okay, no water right. oil mix. You know what I mean? That that's completely up to you. But do know every action has a reaction. Mm. Mm. I don't really see that as a test. I see that as a respectful relationship. 
Oh, oh, it's a test. It's a test. You know, you're going to test if you're going to still be with me or not, but. I guess the test comes in how to, how the girl responds. Yeah, it's all about response. Portion, like how she responds, yeah. All right. What, what, what is the next question? What? What, me? What? I said no. No, no what, was, what was the test? Huh? Oh, you said no. Oh, really? Uh-uh. No I don't know if I agree with that answer, but okay. Well, well I don't trust. <laughs> like, I don't. He said somebody, not intentionally, too. Not intentionally was my caveat there. Not intentionally. Not, I'm not. I don't need you to go oh, through the proving ground. I don't need you to go through the proving ground. You may, you may go through it, but I don't need you. Like, you, you're gonna, nah, not intentionally. That's like playing games. Nah, I'm not. Huh. So this is my question. I, I'm not sure if you have kids or not. I know, um, you know, Vic said. What's um, what's your advice to your son or daughter when they? I know this is a hard thought to think about, but when they get into the dating world, or nieces or nephews or you know whatever, what what's your parental advice? Something that maybe you didn't have, you know, growing up. Besides just having that model in front of you. The conversation, like, what does that conversation look like? You want me to go first? Yeah. She asked you. <laughs> oh. I'm asking um, you too. I don't. I don't have. Uh, <laughs> I don't have uh, a child that's mine per se. However, um, I treat him just like he is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, um, from a prior relationship, and uh, like. You couldn't tell him that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, that dad figure. Um, so it's like one of the things is once the conversations that I do have with him or I have had with him, whereas one of the things is like, you know, always stay true to yourself, but make sure you show respect. Um, because there's too many um, young, young brothers out here growing up with a lack of respect for women because they don't have the model. They don't, you know what I mean? They don't have that person in front of them. So once I say, you know, be yourself, but, you know, have respect for them, but have enough respect for yourself to know when you have to walk away. Okay. Damn. That's uh, very mature. Uh, it is. Just, just a few bullet points. Just a couple. Yeah, yeah well, no, nah, I mean... I mean, I because I've, I've always uh, felt like it was a it's a hard topic to discuss like with your parents, but as you can see, my mom pulled that. So me and my mom yeah. now, like at, in older ages, have had these conversations frequently. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't talk to my mom about this stuff at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I would um you know what I would just tell um I, I would tell my my son. And my other son coming up, um, just you know, be accountable for your actions. You know what I mean? Like that's you know, go out have fun, but just understand that you have to be accountable for your actions. So if you make a mistake, if you hurt someone, whether it's intentional or unintentional, whatever comes with that, swallow it. You know what I mean? Um, do your best to think about it in advance, but what at the end of the day, be accountable for your actions because that's going to make you a man. Um, 
you know, that, like, that's it. Because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to be in the moment sometimes. And just whatever comes with that, man, just, you know, know that you did it. Don't try to, don't try to pass the blame on someone else. And don't try to be the victim. Just be accountable for your actions. And, and, and yeah, that's it. I don't know what else I could say. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thanks. Thanks. Just made it up. Both, actually. <laughs> I so. But I, that stand up, though, that you do that. You, you won't find many men that will do that. I applaud you for that. No, he doesn't need yeah. to be applauded for that. He needs to work that out. That's what he needs to do. Meanwhile, back oh, at the Oh, you're talking behind man. the scenes information. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the red. Meanwhile, back at the red. Just put on eye primes out there. Just put him out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he ain't getting away lightly on this podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, now, what do you got, Kim? What you got? Uh, next question. Hey, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I can put you out there. Oh, man. Do, do, you con- do you consider yourself selfish? Mm. Yep. Yes. Uh, mm. uh, can you elaborate? <laughs> In general, do you put do you put yourself first before your mate? Are you equally yoked, or do Whoa. you put your mate in front of yourself? It comes down to uh, emotions and various uh, aspects of the relationship. Nah, I'm not selfish. You didn't say the whole mate stuff and all that. You made it complicated. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Right? Well, yeah, <laughs> my line of questions are all about relationships, so what else would it be about? I'm not selfish. I am. I'm selfish. I'm selfish. Well, I, I'll, say uh, this. I'll say this. Uh, within, the last, uh, uh, the, within the last couple of years, I've, I'm starting to become a little more selfish. However, like for the most part, though, like I'm, I'm really not selfish. So I'm selfish, and I don't know if this is going to justify it or not. But I believe that we are a team. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything that only benefits me and doesn't benefit us. But like, like we are together. So like, I'm not going to play you. Like, I'm not selfish. Yeah, no, I'm not selfish in a way where I'm putting myself first and really I'm putting us first and but um yeah, I'm moving I'm moving with us in mind and everything I do should be yeah, focused on, you know, uh being beneficial to us. But in general, sometimes that that may come off as uh selfish. So I I embrace it. I embrace being selfish. I'm okay with it. Yeah, shout out to the party over there. All right, well, I'm ready for another question. Come on, let's get these going. Let's get some, give me some rapid fire. I got 39 minutes left. Let's go. No rapid fire. No, no rapid Podcast, fire. Podcast, check yes, check no. Come on, what you got? <laughs> oh, well, I can ask this. What was your favorite song to record? What was your favorite song? Or do you have a favorite? Uh, uh, hold on, let me look at these songs. So my favorite song, um favorite song and most personal song. Uh 
Well, my most personal song didn't make the cut. Oh, wow. I was too busy. I was too busy crying when we were um, trying to record that joint and write it. Oh man. Um, um, uh, Tiff, you were there, so you you know. Yeah, that, but that was like, that, yeah, yeah. So that was that was a uh, yeah, that was more emotional uh, emotional song. Um, and my favorite, I guess. I mean, that probably would have been my favorite song because. I, yeah, that would have been my favorite song too. So unfortunately, people can't listen to it yet or now. Um, but I've been through a lot in my current relationship and my marriage, and you know, I'm just so I'm so happy to have found this person. I'm so happy to have, have found. My wife, and I'm so happy that you know I I chose her and and she chose me, like we chose each other. Um, we've we've been through a lot, even more than um. I I thought about I thought about putting this on like this project, but maybe it'll be on something else. But like we've been through a lot, man. Like we lost we lost um babies that should have been born. We lost babies that were born. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we lost our whole we lost our whole path and plan and, you know, kind of been freestyling it ever since. Um, and like, we're just getting to some semblance of a, 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 a of a plan, like just to getting it together. So like that song to me kind of like speaks to, um, yeah, that would, that would have been my favorite if we would have went all the way. But currently, I guess if I look at this, um, friends with benefits would be my favorite song. I mean, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Friends, friends, friends with benefits. Like, and I say it for this reason: friends with benefits. Once, um, Kamiko did a thing on it, so that's that's a big deal. Aside from that, though, like we kind of made up that that song on the spot. Like it was a rap. We turned into like a sing song thing or whatever it was. He had to produce the hell out of it to get it there, but that has been my relationship <laughs> status forever. Like friends with benefits, mm. like, and and I've had some very special women in my life that I did not. Um, yeah, we we didn't we didn't get the best of our out of our relationship. You know what I mean? And so it, it, that is my most, I guess. One of my, excuse me, my most sincere songs um, that I could go into. So, like, if I have an ex-girlfriend out there, well, I only had probably, like, four girlfriends in my life. So, everyone else has been in this same status. So, like, that would be my song for them. You know what I mean? So, that that would be my, that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> He definitely did not like my answer. Yeah, I don't think he did. <laughs> he said you might be hiding a little something. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite? Um, to you know, production wise. Um, I, honestly, my favorite uh, production wise on that that was the title track. Yet and still, like I don't know, it was it was something about the way that came across. I was like, yo. Yeah. Like like once I like once I started mixing it and like 
getting the drums hitting right and like making sure the bass is sitting in there, the horns. I was like, yo, this track is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Look, I disagree with you though. I think initially you said, I don't know if people can bump this in their chorus. I disagree. Because I would. Especially that check yes, check no is fire. No, that joint is crazy. So check <laughs> yes, like check no. Sunroof bag driving down ninety five. Right, because I got you came out the gate spitting. Yeah, like, so like to you me, thoroughly, you thoroughly like painted the picture of the entire song. Mm-hmm. Right, I like I like that for that. So uh, to me, check yes, check no. Um. That that definitely stands as a song that you could play. Like I could be proud of that as a, as a rapper and an MC. And then um, the only other one that I think you could play uh, that's not a uh, Drakeish is um, uh, Friends with Benefits. Drakeish. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the, the rest of them are like soft. You know, like Boys of Mine. That's just like a playful track. Um, uh, but yeah, those two songs that you could play. You know, you know what else? Oh. On, on, on the production side, um, the uh, 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 as, as we lay, as we lay, that that yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like when as I, when we I lay, done putting that together, I was like, "Yo, this track is so dope." Yeah, I listen to as we lay the most out of all the songs on here. I listen to as oh, we lay the most. Oh, that as we lay is hot too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, yeah, I like it. All right, Q, I'm gonna the order of the pool, though. Huh? Can you hear me? Hold on, wait. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. I must say that the yeah. order of the songs that they connect because as I was typing up these questions, you know, these questions are coming up as I'm listening to the songs. The next song literally related to the question I just typed that came out of the previous song. So the the order everything is in right now makes perfect like it's it's like telling a story if that makes sense because everything seems yeah. to connect. Oh yeah, right. That's that's why that last song that we didn't record that it would have fit right in there as well. Um, but yeah, thank you for that. We uh, there was a lot of effort to get it there, but um, yeah, thanks. Yeah. What's, the what's funnest uh, song to record though was uh, Boys Mind. <laughs> Boys Mind. That's it. <laughs> Uh, there's no other way. <laughs> there's no other. There's no other way. The boy is mine. It's hilarious. Um, you know. <laughs> hey, we tried. Typically, typically, <laughs> it, typically in a project, typically in a project, that kind of song would get dropped. But we had to keep it like, like if you take it I'll, serious, I'll there's a problem. If y'all heard it before I started doing surgery on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already wrote a I already wrote a a diss track about Oz Crawley. If he ever tries to release that joint, I got a diss track um, ready ready to go, just in case. Just in case, oh, I already I already had to write tears. it. My stomach was hurting from laughing yeah. so much. I say, yo. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. But, but that he was so persistent. He was like, nah, you just gotta fix it. He said, you just gotta fix it. It's all on you. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it took me some time to actually get it right, though. I was like, "All right, well, that's the best I could do." Yeah. But like, you know, he, he was definitely happy with it, which was, you know, yeah. which is the goal. Like, 
with anybody that approached me for a project, I'm going to make sure that you're, you know, above and beyond, head over heels, happy with, with the work that I'm giving you. And yeah. so, like, you know, when, when we first uh, did it, I was like, uh, you, you, you want to keep this on there? He said, yeah. He said, it's on you. Figure it out. I said, what? Yep. I, look, I handed that man, I handed that man Brussels sprouts, some charcoal, and crowns, and told him that I need a birthday cake. That's what exactly happened. I said charcoal, oh, Brussels sprouts, and crowns, and said, "Yo, I need you to make me a birthday cake out of this." And he and he did it. He got it done. I don't know how, but it's done. Oh man. I, it was to the point I was, like, falling asleep at the studio, like, at the desk, and then waking up to, like, 14 messages from him, like, and then I'm texting him, like, yo, I just woke up. It's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning here, and I'm riding back home. Uh, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What do you, uh, what do you got, Q? Who, so this is for everyone. Who is your relationship sounding board? Let me answer this one first. Let me do, let me let me answer this one first. I do not have one, and I refuse to have one. Ditto. No, well, Tiffany, you can answer this. So I kind of feel like it, it, huh? And then it's, so I can, said you're married, so I kind of feel like it should be your mate, but. Mine, I don't know. Well, oh, I hell ain't, no. First of all, my be- you said no. Hell no, it ain't my mate. I mean, I mean, I'm mean, sorry. I respectfully no. Oh man. Oh, you mean like somebody man? Oh, over to, oh, okay, okay. I'm because that's who I'm going through it with. Like true, true. No, like, you're right. You're right. Maybe I misunderstood the question. Like, who would you get? I, it's not, you, like, if no you're going through something in a relationship, who do you talk to? Oh, 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 all right. Mm, I'm not, mm, okay. All right, I'm not going to answer that. All right, no. Man! Nah. You please, please, say please, you can't do that. No question off limits. All right, all right. Say I'll say this. I'll say this. My last relationship, when I was going through something, I actually ended up talking to my ex about it. Because I, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, hear me out, hear me out. Hear me no, out. you don't do hear that. Me no. out. Listen, listen, listen. No, no, no. Hear me out. No. Listen, li- listen. Only because this particular person will always stay neutral and actually became one of my best friends. So I knew that what I said wasn't going to be tainted by their opinion because they still checked me on certain things revolving mm-hmm. the relationship. They nope. Uh-uh. Aunt, Lil well. Aunt Lil wouldn't have this. So, but, but uh-uh. going forward, going forward, I know that I couldn't talk to that person about my next relationship only because I know where I'm going. So why aren't you just with them?
talking about what was going on with us to the girl who was screwing for years. And she was mm-hmm. reaching out to me. Why Why, why are um, we doing this if that's who you're talking to about stuff? Really, my ex did the same thing. <laughs> See? See the pattern here? Mm. <laughs> 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 All, right. Well, all right. What's the next question? What do you got? What do you got? Oh, was I supposed to answer too? Tiff, it's your turn. Uh, well, I think you and I don't have the same answer, but sure, go ahead. No, we won't, because you talk to your mom. You know, I have a tight circle. So my mom is one, and then my sister friend, Ish, is another. And Lena, I got a, a couple good, good girlfriends whose opinions that I really value and respect. Um, So, they, you know, they're like my, my go-to girls. I don't really, when it comes to my male friends, I I will, I'll open up about stuff, but I don't really take advice because I just kind of feel like we look at things through a different lens. So mm-hmm. I prefer to keep it, you know, I prefer to keep the gender on the, on the female side, but I can kind of talk to my mom about pretty much anything. I mean, apart and aside from what I'm doing in the bedroom, but just like relationship advice, she's um she's a good one. And, um, and each and lean are good as well, you know, a little different. Um, opinion so and different like a slightly different age and whatever so it's yeah those I would say are my three strong ones alright All right, next question what we got <laughs> please move on to the next question <laughs> <laughs> I have a good one how do you know when you're in love And this will be for the group. This is for everybody. Hmm. Um, can I can I alter the the, the question for my, uh, you my, my for my answer? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'll I'll say like, how do I know I found my queen is uh, when she speaks to the king inside of me and not the fool. Wait, say that again. What in the Socrates? When she's when um when when you fall in love, you tend to crown like your know, like women will crown their their men as the, as the king, and you know the man will crown the woman as the queen. So it's like when I'm in love, like I'm crowning you as my queen for that particular time. It's when you've spoken to the king in me and not the fool in me. Because if you speak to the fool in me, you're going to get foolish answers. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm tired of these men coming on here trying to win game shows with their answers. <laughs> Hey, let's see. Take me, take me for who I am, man. We just talked about this. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll answer it. Um. Hold on. When do I know? Like, what I'm made you love? know that your wife was the one? That, what What made you know? But... You You know what? It, I, for me, um. It it just made me. I, I felt motivated by her. I felt inspired. You know what I mean? Like she, and I I could literally like explain why I wanted to be with her. So like I, it made sense. One was, but the um, but even to this day, like the thing that keeps me attracted to her uh, most is just the fact that like I feel like a better me when I think about her. You know what I mean? Like I'm inspired in that way. Like it, like, and she doesn't. I mean, she's clueless as to how deep that is. 
I shoot, I'm clueless to it how she does it. But like when I think of her, it makes me not want to do. Like I can't like like thinking of like cheating or being with another woman or blah blah blah. Like I can't even when I think of her, that won't happen. In other relationships I've been in, if I think about it, then I I I may weigh the risk or benefits. But her like with her, I don't I don't even like think about it. It's like it it's just doesn't make sense. Like it it doesn't it, the temptation is not even there. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I'm just trying to win on stay on this game show as well. That's all. I'm just trying to stay on. <laughs> trying to stay on. I just, really, oh, look, really, I just said that just in case she happens to listen to this podcast. All right, that's one. Just that's it. That's all. That's the only reason. I said. And you, you meant that. <laughs> um, what about you? Uh, to me, love is. Sorry, kid. To me. <laughs> to me, love. You know, you're in love with that person when they can talk to the loudest part of you and make it quiet. Meow. Oh. Meaning, you call No, seriously, because I mean, the the hardest part of you to love is the loudest part in you. So if you have insecurities about being left, you have insecurities about not being able to be open with the person you're with. If all those insecurities that scream in the back of your brain, if they get quiet when when you're around that person, that's how you know you're in love with them. Here you go with the case. <laughs> Hashtag a boo for Q. Hashtag a boo for Q. All right, what's the next question? What do you got, Q? Um, this would probably be my final question of the night. Woo! This project is like you a baby. This project is like a baby, and like since you are the father and the mother of this baby. What made you bring these uh, us into the delivery room with you? Like, why why was it that Tiff and I were the ones who were consistently on the podcast with you? Why, like, you know, why did you bring the people in that you brought brought in? Um, balance. If I had to put it in one word, it'd be balance. But when I uh, it, when I thought about the the project and it, its totality, um, um. I didn't I wanted to know other other perspectives. I wanted I wanted other voices like I don't All right, now this is my long-winded answer. So, I grew up listening, okay? I listened until I was about the age of probably about 23, 24. I only listened. I rarely had an opinion. Okay, and 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 so I learned, uh, you know, I've lived in England. I lived in a couple different places in the States. Um, I've experienced what is, you know, life in the ghetto. I experienced life outside of the ghetto. So it's like I've always learned that there were these other perspectives out there. Um, 
And I didn't want to do this project and only have my opinion or my perspective. And I didn't want to do the project and only pretend to give someone else's genuine perspective. Like having you all on here, um, as we mentioned earlier, has taught me a lot. And your perspective, like I just, I, I can't help but I'm I'm selfish, as I stated before. So I kind of only know my world. So having Tiffany's world on here and having Q's world on here and then having Oz Crawley, you know, come in with his world, um, the callers, like the, the world, it just gives us all a better understanding. Um, I have a greater sense of hope. Um, I, I now realize that there are some really good men out there. Um, the, I, I understand that there are some women waiting on those really good men hashtag a boo for Q um, out there it's just it's, it, you know just having all of just having all of that is 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 why you all were brought into the fold you know what I mean um, like it couldn't be done it couldn't be my perspective like it, it means nothing it wouldn't mean anything it would only mean something to me and people that thought exactly like me if I did this alone if I just said, hey, this is, uh, uh, you know, my podcast, I don't need any co-hosts or blah, blah, blah. Like, it would only be my world. But instead, you know, we share all of our worlds. It enables more people to understand and relate to us. Um, and even in this eight-part series so far, we had a lot of um, interesting characters and commentary. And, yeah, so, I mean, to answer your question, that's why. Um, I will. I'm, I said it's going to be a long-winded part, but as we continue the series, um, we did this series pretty much without broadcasting it. I wanted to keep it small, tight knit. You know, Facebook, social media, Instagram. That that's not really getting out to a bunch of people because of how the algorithms work, and I didn't want to pay to boost it because I wanted. People that I kind of knew or were in my circle somehow to to be on this before we grew it and lost control of it. Um, but like moving forward, when we start advertising and paying to get new people on it, and you know, seeing what we could really do with this podcast and get it in this right here, this base with you know us on the phone and those that are calling in the last couple of weeks sets the tone for everything. Um, Man, I just think it's important. I think that balance will be good moving forward. And y'all are fun to answer the question. It was. I've been playing with, you know, I've been playing with Q. Um, I just, for ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, I, I love Q. She's one of my dearest friends. <laughs> uh, but it's still a, a boo for Q. So you can still use the hashtag. And I really don't want to, I really, in, in my heart of hearts, do not want to see her with 30 cats. She's on the way. I'm still seeing the same person. Uh, yeah, whatever. She's yeah, right. whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's hard to have hope. It's hard to have hope. Um, um, oh, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh. Come on, man! You you doing your AC green impression? I guess. No, man. Um. Um. 
Uh, yeah, all right. What, what are we saying? What's next? We got a 15 minutes left on this podcast, man. Episode 8 of 8. Hashtag check yes, check no, the podcast. Um, from here on out, there's going to be a whole lot of promotion um, for the playlist. So we're just trying to get that out to many people as possible, just so uh-huh. people can have a, a conversation. Um, we're going to probably look to do some speed dating events, um, a grown folk date night where um, you do dinner and then dancing afterwards, or maybe dinner and a movie, playing on maybe like a old like play Love Jones um, on a on a screen and then have dancing afterwards where there's actually uh, you know hip hop R and B, but then we play a couple slow songs so you can actually dance like they did back in the day. Um, so we're looking to expand that. Uh, the check yes to check no to include all of that moving uh, forward. Just wanted to mention that before we um, get into any more questions. But uh, uh, you have any more questions or Oz? Do you have anything? Um, I, do, I oh. do have a question for um for the two of you. Who who okay. do you feel um what are your influences like in the industry musically? It, it could be whatever in the past, present, whatever. Who are a few of your um, biggest influences? Ooh, go ahead. Um, Jay Dilla, um, Timberland, Jill Scott. I'm a Jill Scott fanatic. Um, love, love me some Jill. Let us see. Um. Like, you know, I'm, I, you know, like so I got an old soul, so I'm into into like the more soulful stuff, like Talib Kweli, Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, when it comes to music, that stuff I I can listen to that stuff all day. Unfortunately, oh, in the age that I'm, you know, blooming in, they prefer trap and all that, so that's what I get paid to do. <laughs> so you know, it's one. Well, I'm seem to do some different stuff though. I you seem to do a, a little variety though. Oh yeah, I do a little bit of everything. Like I got a gospel group that I'm um, I'm I'm wrapping up now, starting a new gospel project. Um, t- oh, actually today uh, released a dance fitness song with my little brother, uh, Nate the Turnip King. Um, oh, yeah, he's uh, a fitness instructor, but he's also an artist. So that song came out today. It's um, called Green Light. It's actually really really dope, high energy. It's for the uh, the dance fitness world. Um, it's out on all you know platforms, and it's it's actually crazy because that particular song, um, he put the video up yesterday at nine o'clock in the morning, and that video itself, actually I'm scrolling through right now, so I give you an exact number. That video itself now has twenty eight point three k views. Wow. Okay. Right, and it only went up Ooh. yesterday morning at nine o'clock in the morning. And and I was like, wow! Like I wasn't expecting it to pop as much as it did, and then like all day long, it just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. We were only looking to do ten thousand in the first week. We hit ten thousand views in two hours. Wow! So it, it was just like wow. That was a that was a blessing. So I was like, all right, cool. So now the dance fitness world are actually biting on the song. Um, we got some ties in with the Zumba industry and everything. And, like, crazy part is, it's not even my own music. <laughs> so I was, right. like, I was just like, 
you know, I was making it because, you know, that's my brother. So, you know, we're going to make it happen. You know, I'm going to give it my all just like I get every project my all. And I was like, you know, in my head, I'm like, I don't know how well this is actually going to go over because this is my style of music. Man, that thing took off yesterday. I was like, yo, what? Okay, all right, well, is this, is this where we at? This is where we at. Right. <laughs> so, but um, I, do, I do a variety of things. Like, I've done... Um, Indie rock, that pop, I do it all. But if you, if I had to have a preference, I would do Neil Soul all day. Okay. So like you know, I definitely have a plethora of things that I do like listening to. Okay. Um, I I don't uh, I don't really have any influences except uh, the Cosby Show. Who do I like? (laughs) I like I like. But I like a bunch of people. I, I have to generalize. I like people that make uh, emotional music. I like real emotion. Yeah, like, so, so if, um, I'm, if I'm riding in your car, who would you be looking at this day? Besides yourself. Oh, the only, the only thing that I have in my car that I actually uh, <laughs> listen to is uh, Lauren Hill. Um, okay. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I, I, I think that's the only thing that I actually uh, play. I do own... I do own a couple others. There's artists that I just buy their stuff. Like I buy all J Cole stuff. I buy all Kanye yeah. stuff. Um, I just buy them just because like I like them as I buy anything Nas does. I buy them just support them as an artist. Other than that, I, I really um, and I buy all my friends' projects as well. So whatever that my friends happen to put out, I you know I'll uh I just go buy it or download it or whatever they tell me to do. Um, whether they know it or not, um, but in general, I like I like music that that stands for something. So I buy anything Grand Pooba. Grand Pooba was what I wanted to be when I got into music. Grand Pooba is what I wanted to be. Um, lyrically, like he's good, Cavalier, but like he didn't really like sell out all the way either. You know what I mean? And he was a uh, he was kind of like a, about a certain kind of consciousness. So that was, you know, brand new being, but Grand Pooba specifically, just because he could spit. And most of my rhyming years, I've spent talking about girls, uh, girls and, and social issues. So, um, so you know, that's what I gravitate towards. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't have, like, a, a person that I model and stuff. I think, but Grand, Grand Pooba would be... People ask me my favorite rapper, I'd be like, "All right, Grand Pooper. You know what I mean? Um, but there's there's plenty. You know, there's plenty others. But yeah. Well, I guess influence is a difficult word when you talk when you talk to artists because it's like, but I I kind of still just mean like who you like the or who did you grow up listening to or like or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I grew up listening. I came into hip hop late, so like you know, like Oz Crowley probably got into hip hop before I did. Um, like I, I came in late. I was listening. <laughs> Look, I, I, no, I'm just saying, like, because you know, I, I didn't come. To, I, I grew up um as a military brat, so I was a little bit everywhere. So I didn't really, I just got whatever was out there. So as my music, my music, uh, you know, influencers were not influencers, but my music was mixed. So that's why now when people see me, and most people know me from doing parties now. And a lot of parties I do it are, you know, mixed, very diverse parties. You know what I mean? The biggest, but they're very diverse because I know all of the music. I still listen to it. Anything that drives emotion and has good energy is pretty much what I'm on. And it's not specific to any genre. 
Right. I just like I just like things from the heart. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. So um, here we are with about seven minutes left in this podcast, and this is where we're uh go ahead and break things down. Q, is there anything you want to say before we sign off of episode eight of eight? Check yes, check no, the podcast. Um, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I used to do this ages ago and life happened. I'm trying to get back into doing this again. And so this is really motivating me to getting back to what I love. Um, it's also making me really open up and talk about things I typically don't talk about. Hell yeah. I mean, <clears throat> understood. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking about these things with you guys. Um, and I feel kind of special having a hashtag, even if it may not be needed much longer. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Breaking oh. news. You better work, Q. Drop the damn hashtag. <laughs> All right. What? All right, Tiff. What up? What up? What about you, Tiff? Anything you want to say? So reflections. Um, I just I like you. I'm thankful to be able to you know have a sounding board and to know creative people such as yourself, Licks and you, Eyes and you, Q and all of the callers. And I've had quite a few friends call in. Um, and I just think that this 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 is just a, a never ending subject. So I'm really excited for the future of you know the project and the podcast and just the conversation continuing on it's been it's, it's, it's been a great ride mm-hmm. all right uh Oz Crowley we about to enter the promotion phase uh of this project any um anything you want to say uh before we do that because you know oh um, anything on your mind um. Nah. Um. Thank you for uh, trusting me with the project. Let's start there. Appreciate you trusting me with the project. Um. Um. I'm glad I actually had the opportunity to uh, work with you because, like I said, this is probably one of my favorite projects because it was something different. Um. It was a conversation right. starter, as we you know, as we we know it, and then like you know, it kind of put me back in the place of reminding me of who I was. You know, as far as as a musician and producer, as far as like, you know, being under pressure, because like, you know, now my project is one of the things where it's like, you know, I, um, like I said, I plan everything out, but every now and then I get hit in the face with like, yo, you got a week to do this. What? Okay. <laughs> so this kind of, put, this kind of put me back in place. So, you know, it kind of opened me back up again. So I appreciate that. And, um, I'm excited. Um, I, uh, gave, um, Oh, and thank you for putting my little man on the project, uh, Jordan. Um, you know what I mean? On check yes, check no. I actually gave his, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Um, I actually <laughs> gave his uh, gave his uh, his mother a copy of the uh, uh, of the edition because she once was a radio host and wanted to give mm-hmm. her get her opinion of it. So mm-hmm. um, going to be looking for that feedback. She just got it yesterday, so I'm um, going to be looking for that feedback to see what's up. You gave her the PG version? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> intentionally, intentionally. Okay, I'm, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure there was intentions there. Um. 
Um, well, I just want to say this as we uh, are coming to the the close of this this uh, initial series of Check Yes, Check No podcast. Once again, I, I want to thank uh, my co-host Q, Crazy Info, Tiff, um, my producer Oz Crawley. Um, it's this has been a, a a labor of love. I didn't really know what that meant until this because um, just a lot of emotion. Um, you know, I was able to speak to different people um, in regards to this. So many people have hit me up, way more people than we had on the phone line, but so many people hit me up about the concept of the mixtape, um, whether they listen to the podcast um, after or they called in. Um, so many people had questions. I had so many people come to me wanting to host it or co-host it or whatever. Um, I just thanks for the, the, the love and support. And my only... My only goal from this point is not uh, it's just to generate conversation and kind of break down some of the barriers we have in in our relationships in our worlds and hopefully this will do that you know for some people so I just I really want everyone that's listening to take the the project um, these podcast episodes take them and play them in the background when you're having friends over. And you discussed the topics that we brought up over the uh, last couple of times. Um, the mixtape, listen to it, you know, have conversations uh, about those songs or those song topics. Um, I just think that there's a lot of room in the world for love. And we we spend so much time fighting it and avoiding it, as Miss Donna said, in fear of it, that um, I hope that this this contribution right here, I'm just hoping that um, this stimulates something in uh, everyone that uh, mm-hmm. engages with it in some way, shape, or form. So, once again, we have a minute left here. Just want to say this is Check Yes, Check No, the podcast. Hashtag Check Yes, Check No. Hashtag CYCN. Um, it's been a joyous experience, and we want to thank you all. Peace, everybody. Thank y'all. Peace. Bye. Y'all too. I don't think you understood the question, so I'm going to ask you again. Sid, when did you fall in love? Dre, I've been in love with you from the first day I saw you. Alright, I got a, I got a follow-up question. Uh, why did it take you so long to say that? I got you now. You remember when you first fell in love? Also, I want to give a special shout out. Your mama told me there'd be days like this, falling in and out of love ever since my first kiss. Hot scotch bagage, overalls with the straps hanging, her bike insurance with the fanny pack swinging. That was the style when we first started wilding, playing hide and go seek just to creep while we hide. Touch a girl, get a girl, don't stop, get a girl If I could touch a bottle, was the me?